You're about to listen to a Gaming Stooges podcast with your regularly scheduled Stooges. I'm Jack. The internet calls me Cloud. And I'm Landon. We hope you enjoyed today's discussion, and if you do, please consider subscribing to our YouTube channel, following us on Twitch, or joining our Discord. Let's get on with the show. Hi, folks. Hi. If you're listening to this now, it's not quite time yet, but if uh, you are listening to this after we've exported it to podcast locations, um, it's the 25th anniversary of Pokemon Red and Blue internationally, which is pretty crazy. So to celebrate the anniversary, we are going to talk about the first generation of Pokemon games, which is... Pokemon Red and Blue, Pokemon Yellow, primarily. We might talk about some extra side stuff, but we kind of mostly talked about that in a previous episode, so if you want to hear our full thoughts, go listen to that. This is the part of the stream where we talk about uh, Magikarp Jump from Pokemon Stadium 1. Yeah, and that's all because we it's a part about. of the first. It's the <laughs> because it's the first generation of Pokemon. Yeah. I mean, it is in the first generation of Pokemon. And that's the only thing I care about from the first generation of Pokemon. <laughs> so what True was that. your first exposure to the first generation of Pokemon games? I don't fucking remember, honestly. I played a friend's or a cousin's, I don't remember, someone's Game Boy that wasn't mine, and I played a little bit of Pokemon Red. I think it was Pokemon Red. Um, I didn't get very far, didn't really know what I was doing. I was like five. So, yeah. Five, so this is at least the year 2000. Yeah, at least. Probably, like, right before, right at the tail end of the generation. Yeah, although, like, Pokemon as a game series wasn't really on my radar, honestly. Like, I watched the show, I had a few cards, got into the games kind of late, so I didn't really have any first-hand experience with Gen 1, at least not right away. I have quite a bit. Although it's kind of hard to pinpoint exactly which year I got into it. It was either 1999 or 2000, but because of how much how vivid my memories are of playing Pokemon Red and Blue and Yellow, I feel like it was 1999 because I don't feel like... Because I got Gold and Silver in 2001 for my birthday. And I got Pokemon Red and then like shortly after Blue from a different person as the same birthday gift. Either it has to have been 1999 because it was in my it was another birthday gift, and I know I'm a, I played way too much for that to be condensed into a year. But regardless, uh, that was my first exposure. So I mean, I had got I had mentioned it in the previous podcast when we talked about Pokemon as a whole for the whole franchise, and I I got an Aqua Game Boy Color, Pokemon Red, and the Strategy Guide. So that's how I started. Nice. Hi, Landon. Uh, hi, Landon. Oh, Len- <laughs> Landon's a part of this podcast, oh, too. hi. It's me, Landon, the comic relief. He's like, Generation I, 1 was just a fever dream, right? The comic didn't relief. Um, no, Land- it's... Landon, we're all the comic relief. No, it's mostly me. Please. Okay. Please calm yourself. It's all I... Please, it's all I... <laughs> <laughs> Please, it's all I have. Don't take I, it from me. yourself with my comedy. I uh, have answered this question. 
um, because it's the same response I gave when it's we did the our same answers in the our, our Pokemon whole whole thing. Whatever you, well, I don't remember yeah. the name of that episode. I I try to forget. It the was episodes. just called Pokemon. I I try to forget these episodes after I'm done editing them and I hand them off. <laughs> That's um, fair. He hands them off and then he completely forgets that he ever did them. I these podcasts are all fever dreams. Yes. I got a copy of Pokemon Yellow and the Special Edition Game Boy. Um, and then I got a copy of Pokemon Snap, uh, both at around the same time. Not Snap, sorry, Stadium. Snap came slightly after that. Uh, but yeah, that that okay. was my intro. And then I also, for a short while, also had a copy of Pokemon Blue. Um, and then, as I mentioned before... Both of those got, uh, they, they flew under a bus heater when I was heading home one day. It was Ripper real bad Sucks, um, sucks ass. Yeah, so I hate Generation 1. It's my least favorite gen. <laughs> Do you guys, uh, so, uh, let me just go over real quick. I mean, it's pretty obvious, like, but just in case you've been living under a rock, uh, Pokemon, the first generation introduced your first 151 Pokemon, the region of Kanto, and basically set the formula for the whole series. Uh, there was like 160 moves. Usually nobody remembers the moves. But there was like that and a bunch of other stuff like your you know, party of six, you've got the PC system, all that cool stuff. So that there's a lot of stuff that the first generation games introduced. Uh, do you guys remember the first team that you used to play through the game with? No, um, not at it all. Was Pokemon Yellow. It definitely was. Unfortunately, Pikachu. Um, and then probably the three other Kanto starters, and then a bird, probably a Pidgey, and then not a Pidgeot or a Pidgeot. Just oh, a Pidgey. I mean, it was probably a Pidgeot by the end, but um. I, I don't remember what the, the last thing was, but I do remember using all three starters. Um, yeah, for me, it's kind of tough to think because, like, I had both red and blue at the same time, and I don't remember which one I beat first, and I don't remember my parties between the two. I know that in red version, I started with Bulbasaur. That was my first pick. And I know that on that file, I don't know if I beat it first or second. I had... A Pidgeot, Venusaur. I think I had a Gold Duck. That sounds about right. I think I had a Gold Duck. I I think I doubled down on Water because I remember Vaporeon being on my team at some point. And then I don't know the rest. Like I know I've used various Pokemon. Like I had a Raichu that might have been carried through the entire game. Uh, just a bunch of other random stuff like it was oddly enough i have gone like the solo starter route for like a game but it was not my first game for some reason the first time i played even when i was like seven i was like i'm gonna use a whole team of pokemon so is that what you sounded like when you were seven (laughs) you know i sounded just like this i'm gonna use a whole team of pokemon (laughs) god but my favorite is venonat I don't even remember, like, the what I used for my first party. No, I don't either. But I will say, I do have a lot of memories of, like, 
the journey traveling through the Kanto region because there was just so many cool areas to explore. I don't know about you, but that's probably one of the main things. Like, if you had to, like, I know that, you know, opinions on these games can sway back and forth. But as far as, like, these games go, like, what would you say is probably the most attractive feature to you that, like, probably made that, like, you still, like, think about and you're like, oh, yeah, that was a thing about the games that I liked. As far as the original generation goes? Exactly, yes. Specifically the original generation. Okay, I will say, uh, as far as, like, I mean, it doesn't really come through totally in the games, but character design and Pokemon design is pretty solid overall. Like, very few misses, I would say. Uh, yeah. And I love the the original Ken Sugimori art style. Yeah, the, like the, the original Ken Sugimori art where he has like the watercolor effect. Yeah, it's, it's so f- so fucking good. Can like we, fan can we artists go will back do, to like, that. I don't know. Fan artists will like replicate the old Sugimori art style, and they'll like draw other stuff in that style. I'm like, ah, oh, that's so. Like, I I wish that was just the official art style still. Yeah. That is one thing I will say that is objectively worse about Gen 3 than the two generations previously is that the art style is, it's a little bit worse. Not, yeah. it's still good. Yeah. It's I not still that it's like bad, it a lot. It's just, it's just, it's just a little bit less like unique, I suppose. Right. It definitely uh, still has a look, but like the watercolor shit was always really cool. Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, for me, the most attract like the thing that most attracts me to the games even when like i think about it like now and this it's even more so like i i like a lot of the aspects that we'll talk about later but if there's one thing i really have to nail down it's probably the presentation like similar to you not so much just specifically the designs but just the the vibe of like you know the low detail music because of the limited hardware like the music and sound design the uh visual design the the sprite work they managed to pull off like for the time it was really impressive how they managed to get all of that onto a game boy cartridge and just even though it's still a little clunky and messy like when by today's standards like the menu interface was actually really clean for its time on a Game Boy game like it was pretty easy to pick up and understand what you were doing so I just yeah I would say that it has a a very good just overall presentation to it it's even today it's accessible enough that any like six year old in the entire world like had a basic understanding of how the game worked right because there's some Game Boy games that like do not have good like visual design yeah and Pokemon Red and Blue, thankfully, are. They manage to avoid yeah. whatever trappings that does. Like, for all the bullshit that there is in the first generation, which... And there's a oh, lot. Oh, there's a lot. We can talk about it. There's so much. We'll get to it. But, like, you can still go back and play them. I mean, like, they're not, like, unplayable by any means. I mean, you no. know exactly like where everything is and like everything looks like it's supposed to or at least you get an understanding of what it's supposed to be right like when you see a 
a building or a person or a sign or a like you know what you're looking at yeah um and it's not like hard to navigate either you know it comes no. the game has a map uh it's a pretty it's damn near mandatory even though it's like very easy to miss uh if you don't know where to get it yeah uh but still and the Kanto region map is pretty nice like i know people like can kind of jump on Kanto from both sides like oh this you know you know greatest of all time best ever flawless and like other people will be like Kanto sucks it's boring all the shit in here is like so undetailed and blah 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 but like i think for its time Kanto's a pretty good region it's aged say, but it does a good job i would still say that Kanto is in like probably the top, top half, half of regions like out of yeah. All nine, I would say Kanto is probably, like, probably fifth place at worst. Yeah. Okay, what about you, though, Landon? What's a feature that really you think about that still makes the games, like, attractive to you? Weedle. Weedle. <laughs> just, just, just the Pokemon Weedle. Yeah. Is that why you didn't care for your first game being yellow? Because Not- you can't get them? <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> I'm so you know I appreciate the curveball that you said Weedle instead of just Bulbasaur because yeah. it's like if you said Bulbasaur would have just been like oh Landon oh Landon just so expected threw, you threw you threw it you threw us for a loop on that one you did could have even gone with Magikarp you didn't even go with that. Is that a fucking... Hold on, this is unrelated, and this isn't going to come through on the podcast. Is that a Metroid long sleeve? It is. It's a Metroid Dread long that's, sleeve. That's fucking sick. It's got the... Okay, sorry. Off topic. On one sleeve and blank on the other. Oh, uh, just one... Aw. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's half cool. It's less <laughs> sick than you cool. think, but it was free, so it's more sick. Okay, then it's extremely yeah, sick. Yeah. Alright, sorry. Back to the... So Weedle. Weedle. Back to the main topic. So Weedle. So Weedle. He's just so small Landon, and round. And what, what was, what was the uh, the bug catcher's name from the uh, early episode where Ash had a metapod and the other kid had a Kakuna? Fuck, I don't remember. His uh, name was Johnny Fuckseed. Well, no. Johnny if you're thinking Fuckseed. of the episode that I'm thinking, where like they do like the Harden battle, they were both metapod. Were they both Metapod? Yeah, I thought one of them had a Kakuna. Oh, okay, never mind. No, they were both Metapod. But now I'm curious. I want to know what his name was. I... Speaking of Kakuna, I thought it was interesting. Like, some of the Pokemon designs have changed slightly over the years. Like, remember how Kakuna, like, had, like, the pieces of, like, its cocoon that looked like like little sickles? Like, just kind of sticking out? Well, doesn't it still technically? They just usually it's, just have it. They, they're they're kind of they're kind of like yeah they're kind of like in and they're kind of like shoulder pad looking because they're like really high up. But like before, like he had them like sticking out like scythers, like scythes or something like that. They're his little just, his little slap fight like like. Is that how sticks. he uses poison sting if yeah. he evolves from a weedle? Yeah, he just like spits those out and just goes me 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 like that. His. His name was literally just Samurai. He That's did not funny. have a name. Yeah, f- Fuckstick Johnny or whatever I said earlier. <laughs> Johnny f- Fuckseed? Yeah, that. Jo- Johnny Applefuck? I think that works better. Johnny Fuck 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 yeah. Four Kids Fuck. 
I think that was his full name. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Weedle. Um. Weedle. <laughs> Weedle. Weedle. Nothing for nothing further, Your Honor. No, no further elaboration. Um. Wh- I, what was the real question? Uh, the real question. <laughs> he's told. The- he's already <laughs> forgot the question. Uh, he had an answer, and he was gonna an- he was gonna give that answer regardless of what the question yeah, was. Yeah, I was he gonna was say Weedle. Pa- his yeah. ass was not paying attention. <laughs> My the question was, what's like even in the first games? Like a feature, something about the games that's still like attractive to you as like a game. Oh, um, being able to enslave small creatures. <laughs> I mean, that's one way to put it. Yeah. I mean, befriending no, uh, nature's uh, bounty and uh, capitalism. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't, I don't oh, know. No. But no, I. It is kind of interesting how, like, solid the mechanics of just, like, exploring and catching and collecting are, even in the first couple ga- even in those first games. It's like, they really got the addicting concept of just, as as Landon said, enslaving, enslaving these creatures. creatures to do my bidding and capitalism. Your bidding and capitalism? Yeah. My, bi- my bidding is not capitalism, but... Am I gonna make a quick buck off of these little creatures? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's how the game's designed. True. Yeah. You do uh, get who's money your favorite for gym leader? Who's my uh, Ooh, Erica. Jack, what did you say? Erica. No, no, no. Before that. What did I say before that? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> what were we talking about? I- I'm moving the topic he, forward. He doesn't want to listen okay. to me rant about <laughs> rant about capitalism in our uh, Pokemon. The, in our Pokemon podcast. The more like uh iffy parts about Pokemon, you know. Anyway, uh yeah. favorite I think you what, had a, few, what, a little. A what little did too I much say though? I don't remember. Restaurant. All I had to drink at the restaurant was tea and water, so <laughs> you got a nice sober landing tonight to give you all the rundown. Anyway, about Erica. Yeah, Erica's cool. Erica's your favorite. Was that um, always the case, or did she just grow into your favorite? I don't. I like. I mean, I liked Erica a lot when I was a kid. I just liked grass Pokemon in general. Also, I had a crush on her when I was a kid. So there you go. Fair. Uh, but. I mean, if not her, then Koga. Koga's Probably. pretty cool. I like Koga. He's a ninja. That's sick. I, think, I don't know who my favorite was at first. It's probably either like Misty or maybe Sabrina. But over time, I think my favorite one's Blaine, just because he's so goofy and like Gen One Blaine over the top, who absolutely sucks at his job. Yeah. Why I like him. I mean, that's fair. He's a, <laughs> he's a mad scientist, but he's also a bad scientist. He's a bad mad scientist. <laughs> Elsa, who's your favorite gym leader? It'd probably be either Brock or Erica. Okay. Er- Erica gang. Yeah. Now I feel left out. Good. I mean, <laughs> okay. You can always change your opinion. Al says anime Blaine was neat. Did anime Blaine have hair? 
Yes. Am I remembering so that the, correctly? So, interest, so interesting uh, tidbit about that. So the thing about early Pokemon, like the first generation is, is that they had so many different ideas going on that some made it into the final games and then some made it into the final games in a way, but like the rest of the media had, didn't adapt in time to it. So like with Blaine, they had designed him to have hair at first and they still had like art and they'd already got him ready for the anime looking like that. Even the TCG they started like off I think they like the first art that they used to Blaine was from Sugimori art, so he still had it. But then when they got him to the final game, they had already changed his design. And that happens like to quite a few like things, not just characters, but like some Pokemon designs and like just other aspects. It's like really weird how they had the just design the development cycle for that. So he was he was bald in the sprite, but not in the art. It was weird weird yeah um so one thing about pokemon red and blue is they managed to introduce 15 of the 18 types that had uh come out that we have at the time everything but dark steel and uh fairy that we know today they did have like pretty much everything from the get-go they did uh what would you guys say now i already know landon's answer do you (laughs) yes what would you say is your favorite type uh, I, I never have a you don't have I don't a know I, I always want to say grass just because I think grass Pokemon are usually really cool and I think they're underrated I love a good grass type I'm assuming gra- uh, gra- I, I, I have to assume it's grass type for Landon it's fighting type thank you for asking <laughs> <laughs> there's no way that's true fighting is also up there I love for him me. on the, I, I, I do, don't know what you're talking about I, I do love fighting types <laughs> Oh my goodness. I think out of the 15 types at the time of Generation 1, like my favorite of the types now is probably ground, but my first favorite type was definitely water because there's a lot of cool water type Pokemon. That is true. I mean, you have Lapras, Vaporeon, Blastoise, Gyarados, Starmie. Golduck. Golduck, which I apparently used one of. (laughs) A cloud. I used Magnezone. He used Magnezone. <laughs> Cloud used Golduck. Jack used Magnezone. You can't use Magnezone in the first generation. He did it. Cloud. I used Magnezone. God. Don't you know? Don't you know, Cloud? If you beat the Elite Four thirty-five times and then run two miles in the game, then you'll <laughs> g- unlock Magnezone. Oh God! Did you guys ever hear those rumors? Oh when yeah. you were like a kid. About Absolutely. That, like those Every, bullshit playground rumors. Everyone made up like stupid rumors about the game that were not true. You know what I wish was a thing. Uh, speaking of what? rumors. Remember the episode where, like, Ash and gang were, like, uh, be they were, I think they were on, like, an island or something, they run into a bunch of Ghastlies and stuff, and they run into the fusion, uh, Black yeah. Stoice Venusaur. They- yeah. Oh, yeah. I wish that was a thing. Venus Stoice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, no, there was, that, that was, was also sick. a playground rumor, like, after the episode, like kids were like, "Oh, if you do this, this, and like the third thing, you get Venus Toys." Venus Toys. <laughs> that's the name of that's the name of the Pokemon. According I love to the Ghastly it. in that episode, he's like, "I'll fuse 
Venusaur and Blastoise together to get Venusoise. But no, I think um my favorite of all of like the bullshit ones was like when so like at the time when we were playing the games, there was already news of the upcoming Pokemon games from Japan, which would be Gold and Silver, uh of like what's supposed to be, you know, coming out and like they would mix it up with stuff that you could supposedly get in the current Pokemon games, such as Pikablu, which people had mistaken Meryl for at first. They thought it was a Pikachu evolution, but they were like, oh, if you do like, if you leave your Raichu in the daycare for like a bajillion years and take like 297,000 million quadrillion steps and then go turn around three times in Cerulean Cave where Mewtwo stood and then level up Raichu to level 101 with a rare candy, you'll get Pika Blue. <laughs> it was like, I mean, I'm exaggerating, but there was like, that was one of those rumors because they had a bunch of like different like Poke God rumors and it probably doesn't help that there were rumors that were true getting, that were also getting out there like Missing No and being able to like get bajillion duplicates of items and stuff like that so you know people were willing to believe anything at that point i heard if you give me 30 bucks you get uh pika blue in your copy of the game yes give me 30 dollars and i'll bring pokemon purple to school tomorrow (laughs) kid drops out of school after that (laughs) damn goes to a whole nother country and starts school there that's what I would do if I got 30 bucks. Untraceable. Just $30. Dude. All for $30. $30 as a child? Do you know how much that inflation that, that turns that into? See, the thing is, when I was a kid and I made money, I always thought of it in terms of, like, how much is the next video game that I want? Exactly. And if yeah. it wasn't enough, then I didn't have enough money. You had zero money. And then if I had enough, I would go buy the thing and start over with another game. And have zero money. Yup. See? Always net zero, baby. Hell yeah. (laughs) Today's sponsor is net zero. What? No. No. (laughs) I didn't approve that ad. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, Landon's offended. I have to approve every single ad read. Those are my two jobs. So he can... Approving ad reads, eating till mug. Editing the pod. Oh, I was thought you were going to say editing the podcast. Do you guys have a favorite location from the Kanto region? Ooh, that's a good question. He's um, Landon's laughing. Gonna, oh, dear. Mm. They're just going to say Viridian Forest or whatever. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's where I can get Weedle. Forest. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I just thought you picked like no. The, I I knew immediately lame- once he said it. I was like, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> the lamest place in the fucking region. Hey, good canopy there too. But Landon, Viridian Forest is fine. But Landon, you can also get Pikachu uh, in Viridian Forest. Uh, don't God imagine. Say that. Did you ever run into Pikachu as your Viridian Forest encounter? On the Nuzlocke? Yeah. No, thank God. <laughs> that would have been really funny I would have restarted did. the whole game. <sighs> yeah. At least, you, you, at least you it's probably pretty would. close to the beginning of the game. Yeah. So I would. You probably would, considering how early it is. 
Um, let me look at the map. I mean, legitimately, that's probably a good idea because that's kind of a bad encounter to get there at that point in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Pikachu's not useful until, like, Misty. Yeah. You'd have a hard time, so, like, like if you're, it up. I was going to say, if, you, if that was your encounter, I actually probably would contemplate resetting because, like, if you can't get Caterpie and then level it up into a Butterfree, like... Well, it depends on... You can just lose. It depends on what you have, like... Your other uh, three encounters before that? Yeah, because you have Route 1, Route 2, and um, Route 22. Uh-huh. So. Okay, I have an answer. I don't know what the route numbers are. Um, it's uh, the the routes, like, south of Lavender Town. Oh, And then, uh, like, like, the docks that, like, yeah. go into that, like, seaside... 12 like, and 13 have the docks. 12 and 13. And then, like... Mostly 12. And then, uh, like, east of Fuchsia, like, that connecting L. Oh, yeah. So, 12, south- 13, 14, and 15. Yeah. Just, like, the southeast corner of the region. Like, those are some... Like, that's a... That- I, that's one thing that I love about, like, the older... Like... God, I'm stumbling. Newer Pokemon games, not to complain about how things used to be in the old days, but, uh, or th- how things were better in the old days, but, like, I miss gauntlet routes, you know? Yeah. I love a good route that, like, kicks my ass and takes my lunch money. Give me, like, th- 20 trainers to fight in a row. Like, that's one thing, like, even, like, Gen 5, as much as I love it, like, all the routes are really short, and it just doesn't feel as, like, vast. Yeah, you know I mean, mean, they do a better job when they have to edit the region a bit for uh, Pokemon Black 2, White 2, because they do end up with a nice stretch uh, when you go to some of the unique areas before the post game that, like, can, like, blend together and you have to go for a while. Yeah. Hoenn region also did stuff like that, too. We'll yeah, be able for to talk sure. about the Hoenn region and those games at a later date, but... Oh. Probably that is like something I like. Four. That's that's I my think that's podcast. A season four topic. <laughs> Fuck you, Landon. How long is a season for us? Uh, uh, pro- a probably a yeah, probably the whole year. So, oh like, damn, that's a ne- lot of episodes. Yeah, whenever, whenever we've done, whenever like the next year from when we started, that'll be season two, so on and so forth. I thought this would be like a twelve episode anime. We're past that now, baby. No, this is. I was going to say, we're on episode 14 now, so it's probably going to be a good 26 episodes. All right, you know, then this is, a, two weeks. this is a 14-episode series. This is the finale of the Gaming Stages podcast. Wow. And we're going to skip We're gonna skip to season four so Jack can talk about Pokemon Ruby Sapphire. Yes, season please. two and three are just going to be one-episode seasons. <laughs> oh, God. They'll be feature-length films, don't worry. Yeah. All of our podcasts are feature-length films. That is true. <laughs> but those will be those will be feature-length seasons. Oh Jesus! Do you know how much time I'll have to spend editing those? So, <laughs> so you're gonna say? So you're saying we're gonna have we're gonna have two episodes that are longer than the history of Sonic that take up the whole season? Yeah. Yes. Perfect. God. What would 20. we even talk about for eight to ten hours? We could find a topic. I guarantee. We could find like we could... three topics. We could find, get, like, literally just do another history of Sonic, and it'll be fucking 12 hours long. Yeah, done. Uh, but my uh, favorite area is probably the power plant. 
I always and the Pokemon Mansion in Cinnabar too. I just think it's really cool that the Kanto region has these like man-made dungeons, and then there's also like natural dungeons too. Just that mix of the two, both being in the same game, I just think is pretty cool. Kanto actually has a decent variety of dungeons for being in an urban setting. Yeah, I mean, there are some good ones, but also like, there's also just like Mount Moon, Rock Tunnel. And Mount Moon is is pretty good. It's just not like it's just has an aged grade. Although, yeah, no, Rock Tunnel. Mount Moon still... is a good like early dungeon, but Rock Tunnel is just the same thing, but Rock boring. Is... Yeah, and forcing you to use Flash so that you can get through or stare like directly into your screen so you can make out the edges of the yeah. walls and shit. Landon, did you have a serious answer? Or are you sticking with Viridian? I mean, Forest? I like Viridian Forest. Um, is it is but, like that's an actual uh, answer? No, it's not my like real real oh. answer. I was trying to think. I think it's what is it route? Is it route twenty three twenty four? Is that the ones that are above? Uh, the ones that are connected to uh, Victory Road. No. Oh, 24 and twenty four and twenty five. The ones above those, Cerulean. Those ones yeah. I like that area. Uh, because it's another like well with Nugget Bridge, you got another gauntlet area. Uh, oh yeah, you between that. Yeah, but you you have like a like choice at that point in the game, um, because you can go fight your rival and head to Blue's house, or you can fight a gym leader. Um, you know, uh, you got a little bit of a you have I like options it when the game like gives you options for uh, your next major fight. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like, I like, I, if I had to pick, I like Rocket Hideout, yeah, yeah, Rocket Hideout's all right. I do like Rocket Hideout, yeah, Rocket Hideout's pretty um, good. If I had to pick, like, a specific landmark, I would say, uh, probably the Safari Zone. So the yeah. Safari Zone's cool. Safari zone. Actually, That's I wanted good. to bring... I want to bring up one thing I like about Kanto, and I think that quite a few of the newer regions lost this aspect to them, but there's several regions that managed to do the same thing, is that no matter what town you're in, every town has a reason to yeah. be there. There's like some sort of attraction. Like Viridian City has... You know, not just the gym, but also the Pokemon school. Pewter City has the museum. Cerulean City has the yeah. bike shop. Like, even if it's, like, something small, there's a secondary reason for that town or city to exist. And it's just, like, even Lavender Town has the Pokemon Tower. Like, every location is important yeah. in some way. And that's something that some of the later regions don't do. Like, I remember Kalos and X and Y had, like, a couple of towns that literally... Just are just there as a stopgap and nothing else. There's not even there's no secondary yeah. purpose for it. That's that's because they don't explain the secondary purpose of the meth that is being <laughs> out of that town. And they and they <laughs> would definitely they would have to raise the age rating and you know you can't do that. But like they yeah. they like to keep it hush hush, <laughs> but there are definitely some like underground meth rings in the Pokemon world. It's it's there. It's there. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I like that. It, it makes all of the towns feel super unique. Um, and something, like, not enough regions do is, like, Route 4 
has that Pokemon Center right before Mount Moon. It's like you don't need yeah. to have like a just you don't need to have a town to have a Pokemon Center. You can just put them wherever. And the funny thing is, is like they didn't do that again until like Gen eight. as like Pokemon Center's on a route until, Gen eight like, or Gen seven. Yeah. Just yeah, Gen seven had some Pokemon Centers like out on routes, and that was the first time we'd seen that like yeah. since Kanto. I, I like that too. I think it's flavorful that like the Pokemon centers sometimes pop up, you know, just in spots where travelers would naturally be flocking mm-hmm. to, and it's not necessarily in a city. It just adds more flavor to the world, and I think that's, I think that's probably one of the reasons why. Just as a kid, you're just subconsciously like, "Ooh, this is cool," like you know, our big, <laughs> our big pee pee poo poo brains are like, "Yeah, this is really fun and exciting," but like, there's reasons why like we get we look at these things and you know enjoy them even when we can't formulate like the thought process of why we do so i I think poke examining like your favorite games like we are today is kind of a way to i have a i have a question for the masses and mostly for for us favorite legendary bird of this gen like of the three oh zapdos Probably Zapdos. I was also going to say Zapdos. Uh, Big angry shocky bird. I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but Articuno is probably my least favorite of the three. Oh no, I just said Articuno. Oh, I'm sorry. I will have to kill. I liked Articuno. I mean, I like longest time. Like I like all three of them. I think they're all cool, but like. I think Moltres and Zapdos are cooler than Articuno, in my opinion. Ironic. No, that's factually incorrect. It's very ironic. (laughs) Yeah. Articuno is the coolest because it's Ice-type, come on. I'm not even going to ask favorite starter from this gen because we all know what our answers are. Everyone's answer is Bulbasaur. Moving on. Correct. No. Um, Jack just said Karina Squirtle. Alright, favorite favorite evolution of the first three? Eevee. Vaporeon. Vaporeon. Just base Eevee. Always Eevee. I, I, I actually would might say Flareon. It, Jolteon is actually my least ooh. favorite of the three. I know this is a hot take. The, People usually hate Flareon, but I'm like, I think it's fine. That is... I will disagree with that. I think Flareon's cute, but I like Vaporeon and Jolteon more. I That's almost fair. never. E- Al's Al's Al says Flareon. All right, fair enough. I like Al. I like I Al's take. Almost never use Flareon, honestly. What do you say, Landon? I said Eevee, so I don't have to be <laughs> part of this argument. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay, him only or him on Chan? Goodness. Him only. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like Hitmonchan ah. more, but in the earlier games, Hitmonlee's yeah. just better. He's so cool. He's just a face. I love that artwork that someone drew the other day. I saw it on Twitter. I forget who drew it, and I don't have it on hand. But it's, like, fucking... It's Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan and, like, schoolgirl outfits. And, like, Hitmonlee's face is completely covered by the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, which fossil did you guys pick for the first the first time you played, if you remember? <sighs> or which one do you always go for, like, most of the time? Kabuto. See? Twitch plays Pokemon ruined Omanyte. The Helix for me. fossil for you? Aww. 
So, but Omnite's so cool. See, I, that's the problem. Is I like it, and then they ruined <laughs> it. Or you can just not care what others think, even if you agree with them, and still pick the one you like. What? What? No. <laughs> no way. Do you know what yeah. character I built over the last decade plus? <laughs> do you think that person <laughs> would do that? Ironically, that that decade plus, most of that decade plus has existed at the same time as po- as Twitch Plays Pokemon. Exactly. What was the question? Uh, I don't fucking remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Which uh, oh, Bulbasaur. Which you... <laughs> <laughs> That's not even a plus! Weedle. God damn it, Landon. Uh, are there any other choices that, like... Um, I'm trying to think. I think that covers all the choices like that you have over the course of the game between like two Pokemon. All right, here's an interesting question I have uh. for you guys. What would you say is like one of your least favorite of the original 151 Pokemon? Oh. What Pokemon do you just you cannot get behind no matter oh. what? I'm gonna refresh my memory. My my gut answer is Lickitung, but. Your gut yeah. answer is Lickitung. I like Lickitung. I would probably say that my number one is probably the Goldeen line. Like, they're literally just Fuck fish. yeah, like, Sea King! I, fuck yeah, Sea King! What the fuck is wrong with you? I, I, I can't get behind Goldeen and Sea King. He's, like, I don't like care for the their design. the sea. Especially, especially Sea King, I don't like his design. They suck his actual Pokemon. Oh my god. I don't like You're bringing them. stats into this. Jesus, I'm bringing my whole opinion, Damn. which is everything about the Pokemon. Yeah, but his name's Sea King. He's the king of the sea. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> I wish I was Sea King. Anyway, on that note, the answer's Weedle. On that note, I'm not the biggest fan of Dukong either. I was gonna say the same thing. Like, Gen One has very few misses, in my opinion. But Seal and Dugong... And all of them are water type. But Seal and Dugong are like... But Seal's so cute. Look at Seal. It is. Seal's I'm not, cute. Hulu. I'm not disputing I, I just don't care that. for Hulu, Jack. Hulu. Hulu. But like... Hulu. I just... Go watch our Pokemon XD. I don't know. There's just nothing about them that's really that special. He's got a little cute horn. Don't be so mean he, to Seal. Which does. ones do you not like, Landon? I'm, I'm very curious. Like, besides Pikachu, obviously, because we know you don't like Pikachu, but what are some others that you don't like? I don't like Weedle. I... <laughs> you just said that Weedle was, like, the best aspect of Pokemon. I... You're like, I don't, you're, I don't like it. It's the best part about it. I always thought that Execute was kind of fucking stupid. It's just eggs with faces. Yeah, but that's so... Uh, <laughs> I can't even try. Um, um, actually, they're scenes. Whatever, man. I know they—they they are. Kind, I mean, I've—I've I've grown to like, but be indifferent to them. But ex Executor, good Pokemon, but Execute is kind of just whatever. I hate Arcanine, and I oh, hate. Oh, I will. Um, what 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 are other popular Pokemon? Fuck you. Um, Alakazam. Charizard. Uh, Alakazam. Name another popular Pokemon. <clears throat> Gyarados. Mewtwo. Bulbasaur. I hate Mewtwo. I absolutely hate Gyarados. What was that, Jack? Bulbasaur. What, what the fuck did you just say? Bulbasaur. 
Say it to my face. Bulbasaur, Bulbasaur. bitch. <laughs> Al says he doesn't like me. Al. Fair enough. You're gonna make me cry. Oh, I hurt his feelings. I don't have any. You can't hurt those. I sold those for thirty dollars. <laughs> then why are you crying? Uh, let's call it allergies. Okay, I'm actually suffering from allergies right now. It sucks. Anyway. Anyway. Um, uh, no, probably my least favorite is Pikachu, and I don't have to have a reason. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair enough. Oh, and, and Gyarados, because why would you ruin a perfectly good Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are very few misses. I, I know I said that already. Mist- Mr. Mime is kind of... He exists. Mr. Mime is just weird, but I think I, I like Mr. Mime, even though it's kind of weird. Yeah, I kind of... It, it's it's different. I don't like that Machoke is just a guy. Yeah, Mach- that's true. Machoke is literally just a guy. Machoke With is veiny arms, that's it. I love that one comic that's like <laughs> the dad talking to his son. He's like, son, we need to have a talk about your choice of Pokemon. And then he's like in bed with like... A lot of, like, burly buff Pokemon, and he's just like, elaborate. (laughs) (laughs) Machoke is just a guy. Speaking of which, did you guys ever get to, like, trade with a friend or anything to evolve those Pokemon? Oh, yeah. Because there's four of them, and I never actually got to, like, trade with anyone to let me actually use them in-game. That sucks. I had already beat, yeah, I had already beaten the game before I had finally found friends that had a game link cable so I could trade. Damn. Like, I, I, so I have this interesting story. I put a haunter that I caught at the Pokemon Tower in the daycare. And the daycare, at this time, there's no breeding. It only has one Pokemon at a time, but it still has the whole take one step, it's one EXP. So I played the rest of the game forgetting the haunter was in that daycare and i must have spent several dozen hours after even after i beat the game forgetting this haunter was there i finally go pick it up and it's level 54 jesus hell yeah and i i finally got to trade it with a cousin or another relative and evolve it and trade it back so i could have have a gengar but that by that point i think i'd already spent like 60 70 hours on the game and i'd already done everything so like at that point i didn't get to use any use it for any purpose you just beat up jigglypuffs with a gengar yeah i mean i guess could it would be pretty funny but yeah no i never got to use the trade evolutions back when i was a kid unfortunately I don't think I did until Gen 3, because at that point I had my own Game Boy and a Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance SP. Alright. And my own link cable so I could trade between my own games. Gotcha. How about uh, top 5 Pokemon from this generation? Ooh. Ooh. ooh, Not just, and I, I don't mean like, no has to be individual Pokemon. You can't do, like, a Ooh. whole evolutionary line. Ooh. Okay. 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 Ready? Yes. Weedle. Weedle? <laughs> yeah. Done. <laughs> Damn. All right. Please We're... give an actual answer. I'm literally begging you. Just <laughs> one of these questions. Give an actual answer. Just don't say fucking Weedle. <laughs> God 
damn it. You're driving him up the wall. Literally driving me. Um, do you already have an answer, Jack, or were you expecting answers from us first? Uh, no, I don't have an answer yet. Uh, I, so mine, it's kind of tough. I mean, my first favorite is like the normie pick, which is Mewtwo. Ew. Like, I, I, I think Mewtwo's cool, all right? I like Mewtwo a lot. Um, Snorlax. I like Snorlax a lot. Uh, Gyarados. Uh, Rhydon. And probably Magnemite. I don't know. I just really like Magnemite. Um. Alright, so... Vaporeon for sure is my go-to. I'm gonna say Ivysaur. I just like that's an interesting pick. I just like Ivysaur's design a lot. Like it's the middle the middle stage starters for this generation. The are middle stage. Really cool. Oh, the mid Gen One has the best middle stage starters like of any generation. They're all fucking like really good. They are all good. Uh. See, so yeah, what did I what did I say? Vaporeon, Ivysaur. I like Nidorina a lot. Uh just cute, good design. Yeah. Um, pretty good design. Fucking god. I'm I'm just scrolling down through the list of 151. I'm tempted to say Kabutops, but holding off on that. Oh, I love Kangaskhan. Kangaskhan. Kangaskhan's a good one too. I to this day it bothers me that Kangaskhan's like baby is not its own separate Pokemon. Yeah. Like, and it's it's weird because like it's not the only Pokemon that that happens to. Like the Cloister, as it is on Slowbro's tail, is not its own separate Pokemon, and they were gonna do it in Gen two. And then they cut it, so it never happened. Gen 1 has these weird cases of, like, pieces of Pokemon that are separate Pokemon attached to them that just are not their own Pokemon. Yeah, for or sure. Or Pokemon like Dugtrio and Magneton, which are literally just three of the same Pokemon put together. Okay, yeah. Um, Vaporeon, Ivysaur, uh, Nidorina, I'm gonna say Oddish. I love Oddish, and just, like, purely design-wise, probably Sandslash. Okay. It's, like, kind of a shit Pokemon, but it looks really cool. I I mean, I agree. Sandslash does look really cool. I've used it a good, couple of times. Good design. Oh, fuck, I forgot Arcanine. Damn. Sorry, Sandslash. <laughs> Sorry, Sandslash, wow. Uh, Landon, do you have any... You want to finish that statement? Do you have any uh, other answers besides Weedle? The fuck, man? Why can't I just like Weedle? <laughs> because I asked for five. Oh. You did ask for five. Well, why didn't you just say that? I did. Four more Weedle. <laughs> Little did you know, I'm a bug catcher this whole time, for the, baby. For, for the... Uh, for the podcast listeners, Cloud is just closing his eyes and he's silently he's raging. 
He's dead inside and outside. Oh. <laughs> I like Bulbasaur. Okay. And Hitmonlee. Okay. And I don't think there's any other Pokemon released this generation. Um, At all? I don't think so. Weedle. <laughs> Not even Magikarp. Who? No, that's a Gen <laughs> 2 e- Pokemon. What? Wow. <laughs> what the? Okay. Uh, so. I think that's all I got, honestly. Those are my, like, two standouts. Okay. Uh, uh, so, Jack mentioned earlier that, he, that we're, we were going to get to this. So, as much as Generation 1 might, you know, be fun and might still hold up and play decently well today, it is dated. It has showed its age, and there are some wonky aspects to these games. So, going back, what would you say is uh, one or two things that, like, stand out to you really as being, like, super archaic? Um, It's a perfect video game. Well, I did That's... find the uh, that one picture titled The Problem with Gen 1 with, like, a shitload oh, God, of glitches. Oh, God, like a large graphic of a bunch of stuff that... Oh, yeah. Yeah, either, like, a design mistake or, like, a bug with the game. Yep. I'm just gonna skim through it. Because I, I think one that stands out to me is a... And this is partially not the game's fault because it's a game boy game but at the same time gen 2 does manage to fix this quite a bit so it still is kind of its fault anyway uh and that's just a lack of information the games don't tell you what the items do what the moves do nothing you have to figure it all out yourself It it is the standard like mid 90s and earlier rpg trope of they don't tell you what these things do. You just have to try it out. And it's like one of the last latest RPGs to do that. I think. Yeah, but I don't need handholding in my video game. Yeah, but like the least they could do is like tell you that a potion heals 20 HP. Like you don't even know that till you use one. Listen, I don't ask for directions. <laughs> I don't need to be told what anything does. I'm just going to use it. So you don't even care least, if, like, you don't know the difference between Fire Spin and Ember? I don't think there is a difference. They both do damage. <laughs> speaking, They're very different, especially speaking, in this generation. Speaking of, uh, I was going to bring up that specifically. Uh, I'm just going to read this section from this image. Wrap, bind, fire, spin, and clamp prevented the opponent from doing anything for two to five turns. If you were slower than the dude trapping you, you were screwed until the move missed. Say you were very smart and figured out that you uh, you could still use items while trapped. Then watch out, because if the trapping attack ended and you got put to sleep in one of those turns, you would never wake up until you switched or died. Yeah, there's, like, weird oversights where, like, if you do certain things, like, it'll, the game will get tricked into, into like, these weird, like, calculations and shit like that. Yeah. I mean, it's a small thing. It is kind of, it is a mechanic that I'm glad they did away with, because it is, in battle, it's a major it's, problem for those moves. It's busted, but, and when opponents use it on you, it's annoying as fuck. It's 
One thing, but though, is you that... You can use it. You can use it, and opponents usually didn't always pick that move knowing whether... Like, because the AI in these games is bad. It's terrible. It's It's really bad. And they'll often not pick whatever the best course of action is they'll most of them their ai is like click random move so like you wouldn't always get trapped in fire spin because they just simply wouldn't pick it all the time but no that is that is an interesting thing but i think the lack of information is probably my biggest problem maybe the uh the item pocket is too small and fused together um I th- what are some other big ones? If you kill a Pokemon with Hyper Beam, you don't have to recharge. I mean, I think that's a. I think that's cool. That is they pretty cool. That they should bring that back. Bring back that'd, Gen One Hyper Beam. That'd be busted. Make Hyper Beam great again. God. The one time people used Hyper Beam. Uh, I think this one is funny. You could full. You could evolve Pokemon that would normally require an evolutionary storm. F- an evolutionary stone for it by having them level up in a trainer battle and by finishing the battle with a Pokemon with its internal number matching the internal number of a required stone. Yeah, it's it's, it's really weird. There's like that. And that's actually why like the Mew glitch works, which if you don't know what the Mew glitch is, there's a spot very early in the game. You can also do this in over by uh, Lavender Town as well. But the fastest way to do it is... Uh, in red and blue, at least, because you can do something similar to this in as early as Viridian Forest in yellow, but it doesn't give you a Mew. Um, if you, the weird thing is, is like some trainers, they have like, so they have like that line of sight, and this is like in pretty much all the games except for uh, Scarlet and Violet, where you have to actually walk up to them. Uh, but the trainers have a line of sight, and it can like, and it can range from um, like pretty far away to like they have to be like basically you have to be right next to them to see you and there's this one trainer over in cerulean city that's up north and as soon as you walk down one tile so they're on screen they'll see you but there's enough time before they can notice you where like there's a several frame window where other things can happen like if you are on a patch of grass you can still get a wild encounter if you press the pause button you can open the pause menu before they see you well, that second thing allows you to basically manipulate with the stats, uh, kind of the way that you were talking about, Jack. Similar to that, like, depending on, like, an ID number that matches up with, like, a special stat, you can, like, get a Mew. It's kind of weird. And there's, like, other crazy glitches in these games because that, like, that you could just basically do whatever you want with them. Yeah. You can um, make whatever Pokemon you want to have appear, get whatever items you want. It's crazy. Oh, uh, God, I just saw a good one on here. Oh, about the uh, AI specifically being bad. Um, I need to find it. The Where infamous th- fact of them using status moves that match the type that's supposed to be super. Yeah, yeah, that damage. was that was the main thing. And also, like, sometimes uh, they'll heal themselves even when they're at full HP. Oh, yeah. They'll, like, try to use, like, Recover and stuff like that, even though they already are at full. Yep. I don't know. Landon, is there anything you'd like to add that we haven't mentioned? Uh, the games are stupid and smelly. That's true. But we already knew that, Landon. I don't know. They're, they're, yeah, they're broken messes. Um. Um. 
I don't know where I was going with that. Um, I don't know. They're just like broken, but they they you can still find a little bit of fun out of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying you can't. It's one of those things where like you have to, you kind of have to just go in with the mindset that these games are not, you know, as fine tuned as you might expect. You just got to go in. It's kind of like going into Final Fantasy One. It's like you have to just know. Okay, I'm gonna pick this game up. And it's archaic, but I'm going to try and enjoy it for what it is anyway. It's like going in and trying to play The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> I have they, no idea. You know, Landon, 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 Landon. Let's be real. That's that's a massive yes. that's a massive exaggeration. There is no way that Pokemon has more glitches than The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Mm, <laughs> I mean, you're right. We are I'm talking being about a little too harsh. I'm, Oh, yeah. We are talking about two of the buggiest games known to man. True that. The absolute buggiest games known to man. Uh, as kids, I'm sure that like we've all had like a favorite move on a Pokemon where we just like to click that over and over because it does the cool thing of making of making the thing happen that makes you get really excited to see. What is like that number one move that you just like to click on all the time? Poison Sting for my Weedle. <laughs> i hate this so much i don't remember any of the animations specifically um so nothing is really coming to mind honestly <laughs> Al said impact bomb. Al says impact bomb. Impact bomb. Here goes my impact bomb. T- Here comes my impact bomb. Go watch our Grandia 2 streams. Go watch the great Ace Attorney VODs. Oh my god. Um, I like <clears throat> Razor Leaf's animation. I was going to say, Razor Leaf is a good move. Plus, like, the weird thing is, like, critical hit rates in these games are, like, all over the. Like,. They're just insane. So Razor Leaf was effectively like stronger than Earthquake most of the time. So funny. But I also love uh, the poison or like the toxic uh, Leech Seed uh, combo. True. That is a pretty cool combo. I think my favorite move to spam is probably Surf because I always have a Water type. Yeah. It always knows it. It always does a lot of damage. So it's just like a default to me to just like. Send out the water type and spam sir. I was about to say, and it hits two Pokemon in double battles, but then I remembered that double battles didn't exist yet. I was going to say, yeah, double battles, it's it's funny to think, but um, that did not get introduced till Gen 3, and it's been seven generations, so we've had double battles for most of the series' existence. But, nope, Game Boy games did not have double battles in them. Um, While Landon is... Uh trying to be quiet so that we, he can cut out his uh, audio with the whiz in the background. I assume it's the whiz. Yeah, I figure. Um, I was going to fill the air with something and I lost my train of thought. Cloud? Uh, I will say one thing that like, even for its time it was cool that after you beat the game there was like this bonus dungeon that opened up to you 
because not every RPG had this sort of thing. Like after you beat the game, you get an you get extra content. So it's kind of become like a running thing where like people, when they talk about Pokemon games, they'll often talk about like post game content, stuff that you can do after you've beaten the game. Yeah. And even though it's not a lot, like if you go back and like play Red and Blue, once you've beaten the game, that's it. Like by comparison, there's nothing else to do. But even then, you still at least had that one thing with Cerulean Cave where you could go yeah. venture in and go catch a Mewtwo. It's a bonus dungeon. You know, and it's... I mean, you can still repeat the final bosses. So, I mean, like in a vacuum, it's pretty cool. But like yeah. we're spoiled by like all of the cool shit that you get beyond the main game in future generations. So. Yeah. But, I mean, you had the complete the Pokedex. True. Like, whole line. So you had the ability to go after the three birds if you hadn't done that before. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was more realistic to expect that, like, that was actually part of the game, is that they, the game really wanted you to complete yeah. the Pokedex. It's like, go for 151 it. monsters isn't, like, it's too not, big of an ask. Yeah, it's not an unreasonable, like, goal. Like, gotta catch them all. Like, literally, go fucking do it. It's a, don't, can't take that long. It'll Yeah, fun fact, Al mentioned, it was called the Unknown Dungeon until they actually confirmed the name as the Cerulean Cave in, like, uh, I want to say brain. it was probably Gen 3 when they did the remakes, but yeah. it might have been called that Cerulean Cave, like, during Gen 2 at some point, but I don't mm. think so. But yeah, no, the, the Unknown Dungeon, Cerulean Cave is really cool. I also thought it was cool that, like, the Pokemon that could appear there, like, didn't have a Pokedex. And, like, so the Pokedex entries could tell you where to find Pokemon with the habitat, even in the first games. But even if they showed up in Cerulean Cave, it would not show up on the Pokedex page. Like, it was like, ooh, secret location. Not even the Pokedex knows about this location. I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, you had the completing the Pokedex. Um, that's basically it. But yeah, it's it's just it's neat. fight the elite four again, beat up Mewtwo, complete the Pokedex. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, that's uh Pokemon Red and Blue in a nutshell. Uh, any closing statements, Jack? Play the remakes. <laughs> yes. We're not talking about that. I, what the fuck? I man? know. Just saying. Okay. Uh. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I I have played these games, you know, to not not just to an extent. I've done like full playthroughs of uh, I, either red or blue, and also yellow. Um, so I mean, they're like they're still fun. They're still playable. Uh, it's a simple good time. I mean, fuck it. This Go game makes it. you feel like a Pokemon trainer. Yeah. Uh, it it truly is the Mario 1 of Pokemon. It truly is the Zelda 1 of Pokemon. And the Guitar Hero 1. <laughs> Guitar Hero. And the Mortal Kombat 1. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, Yeah, that's about all I got. Yeah, I would say it's hard to recommend these games to like a newcomer unless they're going in with the explicit mentality which most players aren't unfortunately of this game is dated and I will but I will enjoy it for what it is and see where the series has evolved from here because the series has really come a long way but these games still put 
a lot of that foundation like a lot of the core mechanics a lot of the just the dna of pokemon you know the a gym challenge and elite four even if it's not in every single game it's in most of them and just the overall progression the i you know the the journey of building a team of pokemon collecting as much as you can like Mm -hmm. that's all been there from the very first games and i think it's pretty impressive that a first game was able to do so much and you know just provide that experience to really get people interested it is i mean they're date they are dated though it is quite a lot of content for a game boy game it really is like it's like this and like tetris are games that you can really just go back to over and over and over again that's why they're the two best selling most popular games on the system just super fun easily replayable good time yes landon you can't see it but landon is leaning in closer ever so close but he's doing like a pose he's doing like an arms crossed pose he's like like, yeah a side a side from the side view yeah hold on i'll do the no landon get back to the side we need to do like a back-to-back like we're in a sitcom together oh okay (laughs) wow that was so much fun for our audio yeah yeah that was you got quite a weird job with editing this (laughs) Fuck that guy who has to edit this audio. You mean you? Um. Oh. <laughs> You're gonna make him cry I again. I thought I got this one off because I had to do the Dragon Ball one. Anyway, um, I never get any time off ever. Uh, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say, get yourself a bell sprout and have a good time. Just wrap everything. Yeah. Just, just, just wrap, spam wrap powder, and sleep powder. Seed. I'm surprised you didn't say yeah. Weedle. Yeah, but he's, Weedle he's Weedle can't boy. rap, so Yeah, Weedle can't rap, but he's my boy. Weedle can't rap, but he can sing. Yeah. No, he can't actually. He can't actually sing. He either. legally cannot. He can't sing. Damn. But he can poison sting. Here comes my poison sting. <laughs> that's that's what Weedle says, just like that. That's that's it's Weedle's like every time. Weedle's iconic catchphrase. Yeah, I mean they're fun games. They exist. I think if you really want to get the most out of these games, I recommend like if you have the means to have the hardware, like getting these games and then playing Pokemon Stadium with the teams you beat the games with, because then you'll really be able to like stretch out that experience. But I mean, not everybody has access to that stuff. But if you can, it's probably like the best way to experience Generation One is doing like all that together um just start a fortune 500 company <laughs> to make enough money to purchase a copy of pokemon blue and then pokemon stadium and a transfer pack you need and a working n64 you need a second you have to get a second fortune 500 company to buy a pokemon <laughs> stadium true yeah uh but yes so we're going to move on to, we have another transition, another big topic, which is that there was a Nintendo Direct and when it was, so what, what was the date for it? It was September 14th. Uh, oh, that one. So we, of what year of our, of 2023, 
in case you're listening okay. to this like many years into the future uh 20 uh september 14th 2023 they announced a lot of stuff as they usually do uh i have a link to an article where they uh from nintendo life here and i'm just gonna go down the list of things so uh one of the things that they uh showed off was the dlc for splatoon 3 called side order pass pass Oh uh, yeah, it's. I guess it's cool. I guess I'm gonna, I haven't played enough Splatoon three to be. I need to. In it. I still need to play the main campaign in uh, Splatoon three. But once I do that, I'm fucking interested in that. Splatoon okay. has good DLC. That is true. Yeah, Splatoon does. But I also have not played through the story, so yeah. that's why I'm saying pass. Yeah, Fair. I've been so burned out, and like Splatoon was one of the like game franchises i just kind of stopped being able to pay attention to but it's interesting enough uh the next thing they showed off was a uh is it a remake i don't know if it's a remake or if it's just a new game with the same title as the original but uh we got mario vs donkey kong it is a remake of the yeah, remake. of the gba one mm-hmm. which i've heard uh like people are like not super excited for it like even people that like are really big on this series because it being a remake and it, of the first one they don't have like all the because there's like another one i guess that came out that had like way more levels like i know some people are like oh why didn't they do donkey kong 94 i don't know i haven't played well one yeah why didn't they do donkey kong 94 that's a fantastic game but two who cares good point i don't know i i pay no attention to this series so yeah the, i the reason why they probably chose this one to do um, is because of the... This is the thing. This is the reoccurring thing about this whole Nintendo Direct. is the Mario movie. Mm. True. If you think about it. No, that's, no, that's Mario a... Mario vs. Donkey Kong. It's a very good point. That was like a, a point of the movie where Donkey Kong and, you know, Seth... Seth Kong and uh, Malaria Man. <laughs> I don't know. No, I like that. I think that's a good point. Is that like they're really trying to cash in on the success of the Mario movie by putting out a bunch of games that people will be interested in that are Mario. And like this and is the one... easiest way to do that is to rehash old games. True that. Yeah, tr- true. They rehash old games, especially stuff that looks like it could have been like ripped out of the movie like mario versus donkey kong then boom easy money yeah yep uh jack any thoughts to add not really okay head empty Uh, we had uh some more just another trailer for prince of persia the lost crown which i don't remember if they showed that the previous nintendo direct i know that we got Uh... information on it pretty recently but i don't remember if a nintendo direct showed anything so this may or may not be the first time they showed it off in a Nintendo Direct, but I can't remember. Yeah, I don't remember what happened in the last one. It looks um, interesting, though. I'll say this. Um, maybe. We'll see. Maybe. It's a Ubisoft game, so... The bar and the expectation's kind of low. My faith is low. Yeah. But it looks like it could be fun. Now, uh, these, we'll all of these things in, that we talked about so far, none of these are coming out yet. They won't be out until 
some spot in 2024 varying so like the splatoon dlc is in the spring mario versus donkey kong is in february uh prince of purge is in january this next one is actually out now which is horizon chase 2 i don't know it's a cool racing game with a neat visual design i guess i don't know there's so many racing games coming out pass yeah uh, the next thing that they show, uh, we got to see was Super Crazy Rhythm Castle, which is actually out in November. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Pass. Sounds Honestly. interesting, but pass. <laughs> they show they had an extended trailer for a spy family game starring Anya. Pass. I don't know what that is. I, if you like Spy Family, I guess you can play a game now. Pass. Sure. No. I don't know what that is. Uh, they showed off more of Super Mario RPG's remake. Pass. And wait, I'm in. I I am excited for the chance to finally play this for once. I've never like been able to get a chance to play it when I'm interested in playing the Mario, art, uh, the first Mario RPG. So it's it looks great, and I like the new mechanic that they added where you'll have like a basically a team overdrive that fills up over time that you can unleash every so often. I think it's pretty cool. You should do a 24-hour stream of the game. I, I mean, agree. I I don't think 24 hours, but I could stream it. I think you should do a 48-hour stream, actually, now that we're talking. Now How that we're talking turkey. I don't even think it is 48 hours Pro- long. Probably like 30 hours, if I had to guess. I was going to say, isn't it like a 25-30 hour game? Uh, Probably. I forget. Um, 17 and a half hours for main story. You should do a 24-hour stream. You should do a 24-hour stream? Maybe. Maybe. If I have the day off. I don't know. Uh, next game that they showed off the was off. another code recollection. I don't know what this is, to be honest. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Really? Yeah. I'm doing the I'm doing the the can, hand motion. You can yeah you can so everyone knows you can talk about it, Landon. Um, I never played the original games, but these look fun. They're like puzzle solvy games that Jack would like, but oh. he has no interest because he uh, didn't pay attention to the trailer. I didn't want. It's where you go to the mystery island as the girl, and you have to solve puzzles. And you find out about the story about your like long lost dad or whatever. Oh right. Okay, that sounds yeah, interesting. That game. And they're getting a f- physical retail release, which makes me wonder why the fuck could they not do this with Famicom Detective, like the D- Famicom Detective games? You beats me. Money. I don't know these these games like. Are uh, I would say on about the same level of like cult, cult following. Yeah, what the fuck? Anyway, uh-huh. I'm just excited because it looks like a fun puzzle game, and you know, we like those here on the Gaming Stooges. We do. Just ask uh, Jack. Yeah, I like puzzle games. See, we're playing Ghost Trick right now. Yeah, visual novel puzzle game. Uh, next thing they showed off what, and they finally revealed the name for was uh, Princess Peach Showtime, which was the Princess Peach game Ooh. we Ooh. got to see give us a little, teased. Give us a little smash. Uh, how do you guys feel about Princess Peach Showtime? It looks cool. 
I want it. I want it. Planet wants it. I want to play it. I want to play it right now. So if you don't know, Princess Peach Showtime is a um, game where you'll be able to play as Princess Peach and she can basically put on different costumes that will give her different abilities, changing up the gameplay style as well uh, as they were like teasing. Like she can be a sh- like a, I don't know what they called it, but she like was like decorating cakes. She could be a detective. She could be a, a sword fighter, swashbuckler kind of thing. It's like got a bunch of cool little things that peach can do in the game so i don't know it looks it looks really fun i do want to try it that comes out in march by the way uh yeah another code recollection comes out in january that's so soon (laughs) uh anything you want to add landon about princess peach showtime no it looks so cute i like the setting it's a musical it Um, I, i do like that yeah, they, they need to... One, they better have a complete Daisy sequel to this where yes. they can play through a Daisy video game. Or, what the f- after you fuck, beat the yeah. game, you get a screen that says yeah. you can now play as Daisy. Then you play it again. And you don't actually get the ability to play as Daisy. You just get the screen that says... Oh, that, <laughs> what a tease. How, how would that even work? That's false advertising. That'd be... That'd be amazing. That would, I would kill myself. <laughs> wow. I would, I would kill yourself, too. <laughs> out of, out of spite. Yeah. Spite and rage. Uh, anything else to add? No. Uh, next game they showed off was Saga Emerald Beyond coming out in 2024. Um, I don't care. Pass. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Uh, there was a Tomb Raider 1 through 3 remaster coming out in February. Yeah. Pass. It's a it's a remaster of the first three games. I I think I'm actually kind of interested. And the funny thing is, is, I'm interested for the reason that most people were complaining about this game, and that's that they didn't really like remaster it in the way you would t- typically think of a remaster, where they like really touch up the graphics and bring them to like current gen standards. They like left the graphics like they're still a PS1 game. They just clean them up. And I don't know, I kind of am a sucker for that, like, cleaned up retro vo- aesthetic vibe. Like, I feel like it actually fits, which is, and I've never played you know, the first three games, so it'd be a chance for me to jump in. Speaking about that, I, I've i been playing, and I know I'll probably talk about it a little bit more. You'll love the character models for uh, Legend of Nayuta. Yeah, I was noticing like when I was like looking, watching like trailers for it. It it does have that same vibe. Yeah, it's it's like that. It's so cool. Yeah. Continue. Uh, the next game that they showed off was Detective Pikachu Returns, which I swear to God, this is like the the five millionth time we've seen this game in a Nintendo Direct. Yes. It comes out October of next year. Why are they showing this game off so next much? Next year? No. It, oh. It's this year. Oh, well, then Nintendo Life had a typo because it says 2024 on their article. They are wrong. They it's are. coming out this year. Okay. Trust me. I, I believe you. I'm Landon. You are Landon. Um, honestly, <laughs> they, they have a really bad typo because underneath the trailer... The <laughs> they have a blurb talking about Just Dance 2024 instead. The fuck? There you go. That's so weird. 
the well, fuck? Well, that game is also a pass, so... Yeah. Uh, they also short, they also showed off a game called Trombone Champ. Oh, yeah. Smash. Smash. The only Jack thing has I, to uh, stream it. The only thing I vividly remember about this game was in the trailer. They showed off some song where there was an Italian flag waving in the background and images of pasta. Have you seen like gameplay footage of Trombone Champ? Uh, not outside yeah. of this direct, to be honest. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I it's never, been. I, it, it's I been. Didn't even know this game existed. It's before. been on Steam for like over a year. It's just like a rhythm game where you like play a trombone and it's really goofy. It seems pretty goofy, based on the the music videos that play behind you. It's weird that they're putting it on Switch. I'm not but, surprised. But, okay. I mean, like, on the Switch, you're locked to, like, whatever songs are, like, included in the game, whereas True. you can make, you have, like, the option to make custom charts in, all, like, on PC for whatever song you want. So it's just kind of like... And it's not like it's a very graphically demanding game either, so no. it just kind of seems like it's a questionable port. It's So the one thing I, I thought was funny about this game was that they... So, like, the Switch has an IR sensor in the Joy-Con, but they've never actually, like, made much use of it. And randomly, in this Direct, we got not one but two games that, like, were highlighting that feature, and this was one of them. That's just, pretty funny. You could just use the IR sensor to pull the Joy-Con closer and farther away from your hand and it would play the trombone that way. And it's just, it's so bizarre that all of a sudden we have games that can do that. Why would I buy this game when I have a an actual trombone instrument trombone right there? <laughs> it's right there. Folks. Did you just pull out the, why would I play Guitar Hero when I have an actual guitar card? No, no, I, I, I pulled out the why would I play trombone champ card. Okay. And earlier I smashed this game and also said Jack should stream it. So there you go. Lady's not making day. any sense on tonight's podcast. No sense. I want to play this game with a Weedle. So. I was going to say. <laughs> the Weedle's the trombone. No, I want to play the game multiplayer with a Weedle. Goodness. The Weedle also has a trombone. Uh, yeah. There's some game called Battle Crush coming out in the spring. Pass. You made that one. That's uh, not real. Pass. Uh, they showed off uh, War Tales, which is out now. I don't know. I don't know what that That's is. That's not real. Uh, they showed off an, uh, Contra Operation Galaga. Galuga? I don't know how that's pronounced. Beluga? Oh, and then they showed off uh, Unicorn Overlord, which is a very interestingly named game. You know, I don't know. It's a Vanillaware title, so it'll probably be good. But I have so many other RPGs. I don't yeah, this one. it comes out in March, by the way. It looks interesting, but I feel like it's... I don't know. I'm not sure if I'll end up being interested. We'll come back to it in to March. I play through 13 Sentinels. Jack, anything? <laughs> now uh then they showed off more of the luigi's mansion 2 hd port remaster yeah it looks looks i'm sorry i'm probably not gonna buy it uh and then probably not gonna buy it 
They had well, a couple I guess if I want to stream it one day, I, I'd have to. Yeah. Mm. Be the easiest way to. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that, that is true. Well, shit. I guess I have to consider I mean, it. You, you are. Yeah, I was gonna say, aren't you gonna try to like get around to all the Luigi's Mansion games? So. Yeah, I also want to redux the first game at some point because that was that LP is old as shit. Right. So there was that, and then they had two non-game related announcements. They first mentioned that they were opening up a Nintendo museum. In March. It's cool, but I'll never be able to go there. So I'm just going to ex- hope to see cool pictures that people will post when yeah. they go. Uh, and then they also announced the release date for the Tears of the Kingdom amiibo, which is November 3rd. <gasps> so we got nice amiibo of Zelda holding the Master Sword and Daddy Ganon shirtless and ripped for your pleasure. But talk about the other ones. The other amiibo. And then there was also, you mean the one that you don't care about? Because we got Sora Kingdom Hearts from Smash Brothers yeah, Ultimate. I don't care about that one. Talk about the other one, though. The oh, yeah. Ones. And then there's also two new amiibo coming for Xenoblade Chronicles 3 yeah. of Noah and Mio from that game. Yeah. They unlock a couple outfits for different characters. There's like a tweet that's in this article. Uh, from Nintendo of America showing off the stuff that they unlock. Any now of these in- we'll finally be able to play Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Because there's amiibo for them? Yes. Jeez. Uh, I have to do something with those amiibo that have been in the background since I got them. They've just been sitting right there. True. This you whole do, time. You do have Pyramethra amiibo. Yeah. Uh, They're just sitting there. Jack, any of these amiibo interest you? I gave up on Amiibo years ago, honestly. I I dare not go down that rabbit hole again. Alright. Uh, they showed off uh, Bandletail, a League of Legends story. It's a League of Legends side I, game. That is, Shut the fuck that up. is the <laughs> biggest fucking pass I could ever possibly think of. And then there was another game that is also a League of Legends side game. Song of, non- of Nunu. A bigger... Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Uh, They showed more off of WarriorWare Move It. Fuck yeah. I'm excited for that. Smash. Talk about it then. Uh, I'm excited for it. What was that one fucking thing that uh, Triple Q posted on Twitter? He was just like, I'm excited for the new WarioWare game. And it's like just the fucking logo but it says like WarioWare move it up your ass or something yeah because you like get in the squat chicken position and you have one Joy-Con riding up your butthole the other one you're like deep throating yeah oh yeah wasn't this the other game that they like reveal that there's stuff that you can do with the IR sensor it is yeah it is the other game so if you're looking for because the IR sensor reads your butthole it does it's really funny. Uh, did you have anything to add about Warrior Wear Move It, Landon? No. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, I'm excited showed for it, off though. Ayudin Chronicle 100 Heroes, which comes out in April. Oh, yeah. If I didn't mention it, Warrior Wear Move It comes out November 3rd. Uh, there is a game called <laughs> uh, Eastward uh, Octopia coming out in winter. It's 
getting DLC? It's no, it that is DLC for the game Eastward. Okay, Octopia is yes. the DLC. Okay, I don't know. Yes. I, I don't know. I don't. I never played the the game. Did you? I didn't play it either. No, I don't play video games. I podcast about playing video games. <laughs> I don't have time to play video games. I'm too busy podcasting. About playing video games? Yes. Even though there's many episodes where you just play Dokkan Battle? That's not video game. That's life. <laughs> True, Dad. <laughs> and I was doing that earlier this episode, so... Uh, they showed off Wargroove 2. I don't know. I hadn't played I played the first, the first one. I played the first one. I did not play very much of it. Um... And then Advance Wars just came out. And I'm like, I don't really need Wargroove. <laughs> I have Advance Wars. Because it's... The it's same thing. Like it's, it, it, yeah, Wargroove was just like an indie company doing Advance Wars because there hadn't been an Advance Wars in forever. And then Tendo was like, we'll just... We'll make Advance Wars. Wars. Yeah. Way forward. You do all the work. We'll just delay it 18 times. <laughs> True. Uh, then they also showed off Dave the Diver. If you ever wanted you to know, play I... a game where you dive and then make seafood, there you go. I hear this game is fun. Apparently there is a demo. Yeah, there is a demo, uh, and it comes out in October the 26th. Uh could play this game's demo, but I've been too busy dying to the first enemy in the Star Ocean demo, so I probably will never get around to this demo. <laughs> You've been turned off to all demos for the rest of time, thanks to Star Ocean. For existence. <laughs> Fuck demos. <laughs> Jack, anything to add? No. Okay. Uh, and then, probably one of the few things that we're all going to be able to talk a little bit about... They showed off some stuff from the last wave for the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass. Yeah. They showed off one, count it, one course. Yeah, but it's fucking... But we're getting, that's all you get. But we're getting four characters. It's Daisy Circuit, though. Yes, they did show it's Daisy Circuit from Wii. That's getting brought back. And then we got the announcement of Diddy Kong, Bunky Kong, Pauline... And Peachette as playable characters. Everyone online is going to be playing as Funky Kong, and it's going to be just like 2008. There's going to be like 11 Funky Kongs and one Pauline. Yeah. There's quite a few people excited for Pauline as well. I will never play as any of these characters. Why are they bothering? Not even Peachette? Lennon Cloud, Ooh. you have to consider this is Lennon we're talking about. When was True. the last time he played? The last time he played as a Mario Kart 8 Deluxe character that was not Vill Villager Girl, he lost. Oh, fair. Villager but, Girl yeah. is the only character for Landon. I'm excited for it. It's going to be great to finally have like all of the DLC because we are going to be doing a stream for this. Oh, no, yeah. Stream. I, uh, what what they need to do is release booster course pass number two and just start doing a whole nother fucking wave of this. Yeah. Jeez. Milk this cash cow, baby. Milk it. I don't no. know if we're going to see a second course pass, but... Oh, 
Probably not. No. I mean, but we, we have plenty to be ch- funny. I was gonna say we yeah. have plenty to chew on with just this one. Uh, that comes out holiday 2023. I don't. That could mean anything. Probably so, November. If that I had to could guess. be Indigenous Peoples Day. Bark. Yep. Okay, the dog didn't like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn. Wow. The your dog is racist. I was gonna say the same thing. Uh, uh, I know. And then something that none of us are gonna probably care about talking about. There's a new map coming to Among Us. You don't care oh. about this. No, I started doing the the smash uh, like thing uh, before you said any words. Oh. <laughs> and then and then you said words. And yeah. I was like, oh. There's a new map in Among mind. Us. It had like a whole trailer for it too. I was like, what the hell? Like. I think, because I did not watch this live, I watched it after the fact, I just skipped ahead. Ah. Yeah. And then the last thing they showed off was a remake for Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door. That was their big reveal for the direct. Why would they do that one? (laughs) I already knew this was coming. (laughs) There's 18 other games I'd rather them do first. And they're all Paper Mario for the Nintendo 64. <laughs> they probably they're specifically all... didn't do that because it's on the NSO. Like, you can just play the NSO. But, that's dumb. They did the 3D All-Stars package with Mario 64. Yeah, but this seems to be more of a like graphical overhaul than just a straight-up port. Yeah, it's yeah, like but that's stupid. It's a remake. Board, it. It's a remaster bordering on remake. Like I, they're putting I don't in a lot of this effort. game. I want, I want the game. I want. Why, why doesn't Nintendo cater directly to me? <laughs> that's a good question, Len, and you should you should write them up and ask them. I shouldn't have to. I should use this platform as my way of. Uh, Calling them out. I will. You're gonna. Them. You're gonna send them will, a letter with like a cassette tape of this podcast on yes. it. I will. Yes. A cassette tape. Yeah. Yes. A vinyl record. Of a podcast. I'm gonna smoke <laughs> sure. signal them this podcast. God, this podcast is close to two hours long. This is gonna be like a quadruple LP. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Anyway, four vinyls. Uh, Jack, how do you feel about this? Never say that again. Um, yeah, yes. God, yes. Oh, my God. Thousand-year door? Oh, my God. Yes, please. I do think I will, you know, I'll admit, I think it's a little weird that they're doing Thousand-year door and not Paper Mario 64. Like, I do agree to some extent with Landon. But the other part of me just says, holy shit. There's it's a thousand, the thousand there's a door. it's Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door. Stream coming the day that shit comes out. When does it come out? Uh it comes out there's no specific date. It's just next it, year. Yeah, we don't yeah. know when it's coming out. It's like 20 sometime 2024. Yep. It's like literally Q. just 2024. That's okay. all they said. Um, I'm really excited for this, and I mean, I know Landon is like, why isn't it the first game? Unfortunately, they just, I don't know if you noticed this, they really want to milk re-releasing GameCube games. 
for full retail price. Because they know they're going to be able to get away with it. Because there's so many GameCube no. games that people want, and they're going up in price. So they're like, why don't we remake these GameCube games and just put them on the Switch? Metro Prime Remaster was only 40 bucks. To quote. But, yeah. I mean, they could have also just re-released it as just like, just the game itself off the eShop, and it's just emulated, in a sense. But they're not doing that because they know that they can just have actual re-releases and charge more yeah. and justify it. After all, nostalgia is for two decades ago, not three. Even yeah. though Paper Mario the, on 64 came out It was 20. a 2001 game. Yeah. It was so. one of the last. It was one of the last N64 games. Yeah. So, but, yeah. Still. It's like, like I said, they're, they've been really on that, like, let's re-release GameCube games, either remastered or remade and get them out there. Like they did this with Pikmin 1 and 2 bundled together. They did this with a full remaster of Metroid Prime. So this kind of tracks that they're just doing this for Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door specifically. I'm excited for it because, I mean, I liked Thousand Year Door when I played it on the GameCube and being able to get the game touched up for modern consoles is just going to be the easiest way to go about it and a way to hop back in. But this was like their big reveal so uh closing thoughts you guys have any statements of the direct overall it was all right there was some cool stuff but like i wasn't expecting it to be a huge direct to begin with so i really had zero expectations and walked out pretty pleased yeah i'm not gonna lie like outside of the booster course pass announcement the thousand year door remake and then did you master or whatever and then did like you a couple of forgot did, did F- you forget F-Zero. i was about to say yeah. oh yeah that's right there oh you want to know why because for some reason nintendo life didn't put this in their article what the fuck uh, nintendo life this article is so bad uh yeah no let's go back uh f-zero uh got an f uh 99 battle royale treatment we've got f-zero 99 which they actually like like they it, it's weird like it has the graphics of f-zero but it's like not just an emulation of the game it's more like a you know you got the mario 35 or uh pac-man 99 or tetris 99 style yeah you can unlock tons of different like uh carts and colors and stuff like that i think it's unique mechanics it's pretty cool i think it's cool honestly like the fact that we have f-zero content at all is a plus and if people and if a lot of people play it i i see that's what i'm that's what I feel like this is like. I feel like F099 is a game that they're using to like test the waters and see like how many people are actually interested in F0 and if there's like enough demand and there's enough people playing the game, then Nintendo will make a new F0 game potentially. But regardless of that fact, I think F099 is pretty cool. I'm going to I'm going to play it. I I haven't played it yet. I need to download it. I'll probably try and do that before I go to bed tonight. Just download it, but I probably won't play it yet. But it's it is cool that they're doing anything at all with F Zero. Yeah, like I thought honestly they would consider just adding Captain Falcon to Mario Kart before they even bothered with any new F Zero content. But I'm kind of surprised. All things considered, I'm kind of surprised that never happened. They put his fucking car in Mario Kart Wii, but not the character itself. Yeah. 
Uh, but, oh well. You have any just, thoughts on F-099, Landon? I don't care. <laughs> okay. He just brought it up so that we could talk about it real quick. Uh, well, yeah. So yeah, that was that was the Nintendo Direct. Uh, overall thoughts, Jack, you already mentioned yours. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie, except for a couple of things here and there that are like, yeah, kind of interesting. I gotta say, this Direct was kind of mid. Well, like, it wasn't bad. It was just, you know, there wasn't anything too over-the-top exciting. So, I mean, if you were... My expectations weren't high, but at the same time, there wasn't a whole lot. I mean, I think it was nice to get, like, actual gameplay of Princess Peach Showtime. That's nice. And then the other stuff I mentioned, basically. That's about it. I know. Yeah, I only really cared about the F-Zero 99 game uh, being announced. (laughs) You really, like... (laughs) bastardized your own character on this podcast and just like went harder into this whole shtick that's me baby i'm harder every night i mean (laughs) what what um no i i am very excited for princess peach showtime and oh i think that's like the biggest thing from this direct for you yeah for me, uh, was that That's honestly? Fair. I mean, uh, I wish I I wish they had shown off because like they dropped these fucking demos for Star Ocean and Dragon Quest Monsters the same day, and they didn't say anything. They could have they could have just been like, "Hey, bitches and nerds are only two people types of people that buy your video games, bitches and nerds." <laughs> download these right now. These are games coming out later this year that we want you to purchase so we make money. So, But yeah, other than that, Princess Peach Showtime looks awesome. Um, I, I always feel like the September Direct is too soon after um, the uh, the summer like the, the June one. I know yeah. it's like three months later it's just that the summer doesn't have a whole lot so like by the time the september thing comes around it's like there's not a whole lot more to show off yeah yeah and i know i mean the biggest thing is um would it a fire emblem geology of the holy war remake really kill them to, to toss toss me to me yeah probably would so they'll never do it so there we go oh well I am waiting on like when they'll eventually. I don't. I am not sure if they would just pull like a blade or an echoes. Or no, I was thinking they could either do that, but I was thinking they might also do what they did with the first Fire Emblem, where they just put it on the Switch eShop for a limited time, and you just got the original game. No, I but, would rather they just do. It I mean, that would be echoes. better. I'm just saying that's that's still something that they could feasibly do and i would expect it from them i i want an echoes let's let's just put that way okay that's what i want anything less than that is slander from fucking nintendo and they will hear me shout and the cats as soon as my as soon as my cats are done 
banging at the door. Uh, um, so that does it I for the Nintendo Direct. The Direct. I'm gonna go get ice cream. So, what has everyone been up to? It's time to catch up and just kind of see how everybody's been. Lennon's going to get ice cream. It's time for the ad read. This stream is brought to you by uh, us. We're making this stream. No one else. Yeah. We don't. We don't have any sponsors. Fuck the system. We really don't. Until um, Lennon gets back and he's going to talk about Tillamook. Probably. Link to the socials in the description. Join yes, our Discord a, server. We have a Discord. We've got a Patreon. Yeah. You can donate to that Patreon. And you can watch some cool videos that we made where we talk about fast food and put them and, in a tier list. And argue over Nintendo franchises. Yeah. And show off our game collections. And do and some Pathfinder. We will be doing some Pathfinder. That will be going out. Uh, when this goes up, This it'll be a few days from uh, today, basically. Because it's going to be on the 1st of October as we do our typically... We do our uh, Patreon exclusive on the 1st. Go watch the Great Ace Attorney VOD, says our always present viewer, Al. Shout out to Al. Shout out to Al. The real glue holding the gaming studios together. He really is. He keeps me sane when Landon is being insane. In, in the podcast. membrane. Yes. It's sane in the brain! What'd I miss? We were doing our ad read and our Patreon uh, yeah. call to action. And then, of course, telling people to go watch the Great Ace Attorney VODs. Because you guys do that all the time. What do you got? Uh, um, I... Still had a little bit of the orange and cream, but I didn't want to have that tonight because I had that last time. So I have Neapolitan. Cool. Nice. A classic. Um, they do have uh, the next uh, seasonal uh, batches from Tillamook. Ooh. I did not buy them. What do they have? Because I have this and another carton to go through. Um, but it is... Stop it. Stop it. I'm working. <laughs> Stop it. It's the, the Christmas shit. Uh, there's like a peppermint bark, and then there's no. like a sugar cookie one. Oh, okay. They Ooh, look fine. Sugar cookie. They don't have yeah, Halloween so... shit? No, because they hate me. Oh. And they hate you, but they hate me. Tillamook is anti... Alright, you know what? Tillamook is no longer sponsoring Spookfest. That's true, because they don't have anything for us to sponsor it with. Jack, what have you been up to? I... Well... What's new since we did the Dragon Ball podcast? What is new since we did the Dragon Ball podcast? Did I say that I finished Jujutsu Kaisen, or at least the first season? I think you mentioned starting it. I don't remember you mentioning finishing We've... it. Bethany and I finished it, and that was uh, pretty fucking solid. I enjoyed it. I will watch... <laughs> oh my god. There's Cheese Whiz. Being a menace. Um... <laughs> yeah, no, I finished the first season. I still need to watch the movie. And then, like, the second season is currently airing. But, uh, it's good. I like it. It has my attention. 
Um, otherwise, I have been to a good deal of shows recently. Yeah, you've been really busy going to shows this month. Yeah, Christ. Um, the other day I went to Riot Fest in Chicago for just a day. It's a whole weekend thing, but I only went for the day. I got to see The Cure. Nice. And that was fucking incredible. My God. How was Jeff Rosenstock? I didn't get to see him because he got COVID. Rip. Yeah. And he canceled the rest of his September tour. Fuck me. I mean, I've seen him seven times already, so it's not a huge deal, but still. Also, I didn't mind having an afternoon off for once. Was it... Was it just the September leg of the tour? Yeah. Or was it like he postponed his whole No, tour? no. The the December... The ch- dates he's doing in September oh. are still going on. It's just like... The... He was he had like five shows left on this leg of the tour. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, I'm just going to have to postpone them until another time. And I'm just like, God damn it. It had to happen like okay. right before it finished. Well, right before that leg finished guess- anyway. Then I guess I get to still see him in December. You do. Um. Yeah, just uh, having some fun going to going to shows. Other cool shit. I saw Mr. Bungle uh, this past weekend. Who? Mr. Bungle. Oh my god, I need to show you Mr. Bungle. Everyone I, should look. This is an endorsement. Is. Everyone should listen to Mr. Bungle. Um Yeah, when just this is why I never like <laughs> I don't know, I just feel like a you know, I'm just kind of talking to myself when I talk about the bands that I go see, which is why I'm just like I go to shows. But yeah. September is a busy month for shows. It always is. Uh, That's what happens when you have a lot of, like, niche musical interests that you don't have a lot of people to talk to about them. Yeah. I need to start a music podcast with this same group of people. It's still the Gaming Studios podcast. We just talk about music now. And now, and like, 99% of the time, it's just you talking. Yes. Exactly. Do I do I still have to edit all of the audio? Yes. Yes. Lennon's <laughs> giving you the worst look right now. He's like, I fucking hate you. I don't have time for that. Alright. What what have you been up to, Lennon? You're in I I can go next. Okay, Cl- Cloud, what have you been up to lately? No. Um I have to sit here and stare at the ceiling until I figure that out. I really haven't been up to anything exciting, I guess. And you guys can continue looking at the ceiling as much as you want, because all I've really been up to is, like, the same old... I mentioned back during the Dragon Ball podcast, I picked up some overtime at work. Well, I ended up picking up some more overtime. So, I've been kind of tired, exhausted, haven't done a whole lot. Damn. I guess I've been trying to shiny hunt that Dunsparce that I've, like, been off and on trying to hunt in Fire Red Leaf Green. I'm at 6,600 encounters. I still don't have it yet. That's... Uh, been playing pokemon go some more just doing random stuff in that uh pokemon scarlet and violet got its teal mask dlc that's kind of the big thing i've been playing quite a bit of that 
I am enjoying that a lot. The new area called Kitakami is a lot of fun to explore. It's a decent chunk of content. I think it's better than the first DLC from Sword and Shield by quite a bit. The story behind it's pretty good. The characters are nice. Except for Carmen. There's like people that like her and even though I've gone through quite a bit of the story and she's gotten better, uh, I still don't like her. She's, she's kind of a bitch. Um, no, it's it's pretty cool. There's like, there's like some nods to Legends Arceus at some point in like a side story thing. I thought that was really neat. So, yeah, nice. It's 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 pretty cool. It's like a they like managed to. The thing I like about it the most is the fact that like, so like when they did the Isle of Armor DLC for Sword and Shield, they just kind of like threw whatever Pokemon they felt like. Oh, let's bring this Pokemon back. Let's bring this Pokemon back because it was them trying to recuperate from Dexkai, right? So a lot of the shit that they brought back was kind of random. But in Kitakami, they like deliberately pick a lot of Pokemon that would like make sense to be in this very Japanese style region. So you have like a lot of Johto stuff coming back, a lot of Sinnoh stuff coming back. So you've got like Whoopers, Jotonian form, you've got Yanma, Apom, you got Lucario, you got um just like Sudowoodo, like a ton of you know Pokemon that you would expect to see uh those actually make a comeback, which I think is really cool. It makes the it makes it feel like it's an actual like second smaller region. It kinda reminds me of like the Sevi Islands from Fire Red Leaf Green. Because it's like post-game content that has some deliberately chosen Pokemon to come back. So, it's cool. That's like the biggest thing. I've played it with and without my girlfriend. We'll like do like raids together and just kind of like go back and forth doing like trades and stuff so that she could finish her Pokedex for that. Yeah. Like I said, not much going on on my end. That's basically the big, the one thing. Landon, it's your turn. Yeah, Landon, it's your turn. And listeners will not see, but he is pointing at his cat that is sitting, laying down. On it's Cheese Whiz. It's Cheese Whiz. Honorary fifth member of Gaming Stooges. No, that's Who's the fourth? Uh, traitor, obviously. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you got Jack, me, you... Trader Cheese Whiz. Trader has always been the fourth gaming stooge. What are you exactly. talking about? As far back, if you go back on our channel on YouTube, like all, like we have, we talk about Trader so much. Trader has like transcended, al- always existed in in terms of uh, gaming stooges content. No, but okay. Well, uh... true. Not but he's original stuff. but he's always been alive during gaming Stooges content more or less yeah <laughs> good old trainer says anyway uh, me you you say yes forcing me to talk about myself yes oh I thought you'd never ask Landon has avoided talking as much as possible on this podcast episode I I always try to avoid talking period. Damn. Um, You've taken it to yeah. new heights today. Jeez. Uh, um, okay. So, I think I mentioned in the last 
last one that I beat Pikmin 4. Yes. Um, yes. And that I moved on to Advance Wars 1 plus 2, one plus two Reboot Camp. Uh, reboot Camp. Um, I played through the entirety of the first campaign, and I played through like half of the second campaign, and then I decided I don't want to play this anymore. I want to play Octopath Traveler 2. Okay. That was so I started playing just, more just Octopath Traveler 2. Random urge to play Octopath Traveler 2? No, you know what happened? Is I played the demo for Star Ocean, the second story R, and I was like, oh, this game's cool, but it just makes me want to. It just yeah, because of the style, think right? The visual style. Yeah, yeah. And it's not quite the same. No, like Star Ocean's going for a little bit something different with its whole uh, rigmarole of the the pixel art uh, HD uh, BS. But it was just like, oh, right. I only put like six hours into Octopath Traveler two, and I was enjoying my time with that one. Let me go back to that. So I did. And, like, I'm working on getting my sixth party member. I think I'm doing his uh, chapter one right now. Um, and I am really enjoying that. The combat is real cool in that. Uh, I love the latent abilities uh, characters have in that. Uh, makes combat really fun. Um, and, yeah, it's that. that's a good time. But then the gods went... And brought me Legend of an Ayuta, Boundless Trails. And so the last two days, while I've been sick on my days off, as as it would be. How much did the I, game cost? I've been playing that. Uh, it's $50. Okay, so it's not like, it's not full retail $60, $70 at least. No. Okay. But. Oop. But uh -oh. Landon got it on multiple systems. Landon is collecting his shit. Purely for the visual spectacle. He has for both the visual copies. spectacle. One for something PS4, literally. One for Switch and Switch. Literally, no one but Al will see this because we don't. We don't post these. Yeah, we don't repost the the video version. Yeah, I don't know why we do the the video aspect of these. So that we can see each other. That's fair. I I, I don't care. I it's, I think it's fun. But it lets me do visual gags for literally just Al. <laughs> anyway. Um, and then, so, I'm really enjoying it. I'm, like, surprised at how much I'm enjoying it. Like, I knew I was gonna... I was like, yeah, I'll probably enjoy it. Um, but, like, man, it's a lot of fun. Uh, combat's pretty straightforward. But, um, here's the thing. When you complete stages, um, you get, uh, like, stars, like, depending on your completion. So, for beating the stage, you get a star. For doing uh, a, like, side mission, um, which is, like, beat ten enemies, clear the stage in, in like, three minutes, uh, don't get hit, like, more than ten times, kill enemies with arts, like, break certain, like, it's just, like, a thing you have to do. There's one per stage. Um, and then it's do all the collectibles, and there's usually one to two treasure chests in a stage, um, and there is three shards um, where you can get more uh, money from, from uh, breaking those. Uh, there's three in every stage, and if you do 
all of that, you can get three stars. And when you get enough stars, uh, you get a new sword technique. So, like, you can get a downward thrust or, like, a spinning up or a guard or, like, an aerial dodge. Uh, there's more. Um, and upgrades to those. And so, like, as you progress through the game, you get more combat abilities. Um... The little fairy girl um, shoots magic, and she gets new magic all the time. Um, is, and you uh, can, like, interlay... Go ahead. Is there a different... Any version differences between the PS4 and Switch copies? Because I know that, like, there was, like, at one point, a difference between, like, a previous game that they came out with. So I don't know if there's, like, the case here or not. From what I understand, uh, there is not as big of a difference between these two. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, I know that, uh, with Zero and Azure, those ones were preferred on the Switch or PC, um, but I think all three of these are pretty similar. I don't, I don't remember there being any, like, big, nasty, like, Probably just graphical performance. Yeah, no missing features, no graphical performances, because, like, out of the gate, you can do auto text forward in this game, and that was like one of the big things that uh, Zero and Azure didn't have for the PS4 release, which was weird. Uh, but that's in there. Um, it took me a second to figure out the the speed up function um, because it's in a it's a different button um, than the the shoulder buttons that it's normally on for the the core games. It was right, actually. Yeah. Um, was it? Uh, it was R three, is what it was. I was oh, like, okay. Oh, that's weird. That is weird. Yeah. So at first I thought, oh, they just didn't add it to this game because, eh. But I, I clicked it randomly. I'm like, what the fuck? Well, this was originally what, what a PSP or PS Vita game. PSP. PSP. Yep. Very late PSP game. Um, it was actually Falcom's. If I remember right, it was their last PSP game uh, that they made. Um, so and they made like. A bajillion. 14 PSP games? Yeah, they made a ton of PSP games. And so this is like... They they had a lot of work going into this one. Um, and so it's like really polished. Uh, the story's pretty solid. Um, the levels aren't too long. They're all like action stages. Um, and then you can replay levels um, pretty easy. Um, and uh, they actually have... like a, There's a season mechanic in the game. Um, and eventually you get to control the seasons so you can play through old levels but they have new enemies and new uh like layouts a little bit okay um, so they remix the game yeah a bit. yes um and it's it's fun uh like the two bosses i fought so far um have been really fun one of them was uh a giant uh like golem type thing statue um and then uh, eventually a second one pops out and then there's a giant fish god um, i'm so I hate to interrupt, but I'm so stupid and nobody caught it, but I never changed the stream descript the stream description. Good job. I never <laughs> I never changed it when we went live. It's perfect. So on Twitch, this is still gonna say Grandia 2 with Cloud and others. Perfect. I'll notice, but he refused to elaborate. Yeah, so. he, he never said anything, so There you go. I didn't notice. <laughs> We've gone yeah. two hours and I totally just am seeing this now. Oh well. Um, yeah, so Legend of Nayuta, Boundless Trails, uh, really fun. We should all peer pressure Cloud into buying it. 
I'll get it soon. Just the fact that the, the simple fact that it's not like a sixty or seventy dollar game; it's fifty. Like I can probably put fifty down on a game. So, uh, yeah, it's fun, and it's it is an action RPG that I think you will enjoy. It, like has that that type of feel. It's not quite uh, the same feel as like Dark Cloud Two, but it's like that vein. I was gonna, I was gonna say it. What it was reminding me of was because of the perspective. It um was giving me vibes of like Threads of Fate on the PS One because it's not like mm. you don't have like full exploration. It's more like kind of narrow, angular areas that you like go around mm-hmm. doing stuff. And that was that uh, Threads of Fate had something similar to that. Not on the yeah, level of that's... detail as this game, but yeah. So yeah, that I I would say that's like that's sort of like what you're looking at. So it's it's a little bit more linear. The levels are a little bit more linear, but there does is look a interesting. Bit of exploration to them. So yeah, I'm interested. Um, in so you'll probably hear a lot more about that game going forward because I'm going to be playing. Um, I think that's it for video games I've been playing. Um. Yeah, I'll cut it there. Um, I probably yeah. have other stuff I could talk about, but that's all I want to. So that's about it. We have Play. oh oh, you have something to add? But but NIS America did announce that Trails from De- Daybreak is coming soon next year. Ooh. And I'm excited for that. It's going to be the Kurono Kisaki. Oh. One. Okay. That's that's they're they're calling it Trails from Daybreak. Okay, that uh, makes sense. And they also announced, for some reason, Cold Steel three and four as a two pack for PS five. That's so weird. Weird. Like not even the fir- not even the first two. Here's Sk- the thing. Skip right to three and four. They don't have the legal rights for those. Those oh. are still exceed. So NIS can't touch those. So NIS has been like, they have been doing this with a lot of games that they did for PS4 um, and other systems where they've been bringing it uh, to like PS5 natively. They did it with uh, Ease 8, Ease 9 earlier, um, and some other games. Um, but they're doing Cold Steel as a two-pack. I'm like, okay. I would have paid fifty dollars for both of them just to keep them both in my collection. But if you're gonna give them both to me in with one all game. The, cosmetic DLC cool so yeah I have like a thousand Trails games to play and I will never get to play them all see Landon the PSP can't be a bad system because it has so many Falcom games on it see this is your it's true this is your Twilight Zone Landon where like they give you like all of the Trails games you could ever want but then there's too many of them and then you can never beat them all <laughs> It's like he's he's got everything he ever wanted, but not enough time to do it. Yep, that's how it yeah, be. That sounds about right. <laughs> uh, so okay. yeah, that's I'm everything. Done. We yep. uh, we will announce at a later time what our next uh, podcast is. We haven't decided yet, but we've got you know all those social media links and stuff like we were referring to when we talked about the Patreon uh, call to action. Do the things. Uh, we will see you guys yep. next time. Have a good one. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Gaming Stooges Talks podcast. If you enjoyed us, consider subscribing to our podcast RSS feed or follow us on youtube.com slash gaming stooges 
and twitch.tv slash gamingstooges for more gaming content. If you'd like to chat with us, join our Discord. The link can be found in the episode description. We also want to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Your continued support means a lot to us. Not already one? Please take a look at what we have to offer anyone who becomes a patron at patreon.com slash gamingstooges. See you next time!